Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host RJ McCready. And for this episode I'm going to be taking you guys back to the year in 1979 to look at Disney's sci-fi adventure, The Black Hole. So let's take a look at the trailer, let's fire up the thrusters and I'll be back soon. force in the cosmos where time and space converge where the here and now may be forever an unavoidable whole moving through space swallowing everything in its path now man is about to enter And welcome back guys. So the synopsis for this film is a research vessel finds a missing ship commanded by a mysterious scientist on the edge of a black hole. It's a PG, it's a 98 minute runtime, and it's classed as a action sci-fi. But before I go into who directed this film and who starred in it and who did the music and all that sort of stuff and the budget, let's talk about the origins of the black hole which I think is important. So let's go right back to the early time of 1970s and the cinema back then was filled with disaster movies such as The Tower Inferno and The Poseidon Adventure. And at this time Disney Studios were creating a lot of movies but they were only breaking even at the box office and they were in desperate need for a hit and the last time they actually had a hit was with The Jungle Book. So they were looking at these disaster movies that were doing really well when they thought about doing their own one and one of these was a disaster movie about astronauts on a space station having to deal with a black hole. And this script came about in the early 70s, I think it was about 1972, but the studios couldn't make a final decision on the actual plot or who they wanted to star in the film or what they actually wanted to call it and I think one of the names of it was called Space Station One but it went through some production hell at the time and finally got put on the shelf because by the time they actually got to making the decision by the mid 70s the disaster movie started to decline just a little bit at the box office so they thought they should put this uh, project on the shelf and uh, move on to something else and then you got to 1977 funny enough and a little movie called Star Wars came onto the cinemas and it took an awful lot of money and need I say more guys, we know what happened with this story with Star Wars, it was a massive hit and it did really well on the merchandise as well. So everything about this movie had it going for it. And so then Disney thought, ah, oh, people are paying big bucks to watch sci-fi at the cinema, so let's go and revisit that script that we put on the shelf, that disaster movie about the black hole. And this is how, this is the origins of the black hole, so they've decided to tinker around with it and look at Star Wars and think how is that done well so then they've taken the black hole script and then this is how Disney started to get a little bit serious about putting the black hole script into production and so what you can see has happened here so when people say oh is um, the black hole Disney's answer to Star Wars I guess technically it is but it was always they always had that idea in the early 70s so they kind of thought about it before Star Wars came out so what they've done is they've looked at Star Wars, they've looked at what's made Star Wars great, being the rescue story, the robots, all that sort of thing, and sound effects. But then they've still got the building block of the disaster movie as well, which they, in, they intended to 
um, create originally. That was the original idea for the black hole. So they've kind of amalgamated that all together. So as a result, we got the 1979 black hole movie, which has now become, I would think, is a cult classic amongst the fans. Uh, when I talk to people, people, a lot of people like this movie. So, and um, I would actually say it's different from Star Wars. It, it isn't. A, it's not a Star Wars movie. It's a it's a sci-fi movie. Um, it's a kind of haunted house movie in space, and it's got a real dark edge to it. Real, um, very borderline horror movie, I would say, um, which I will get into later. But let's have a talk about um, all the other greatness of this film before I get started into the review. So the film has a twenty million dollar budget and was directed by a very young director at the time, Gary Nelson, and he did some TV work and he made some TV shows called Gunsmoke and Get Smart. And he made a film for Disney previously called Freaky Friday with Jodie Foster. And then he went on to go and do a film called Alan Quartermain, The Lost City of Gold. It's a fun movie. You haven't, you haven't seen it. Crazy movie. <laughs> and it's got John Barry attached to this movie, one of the uh, greatest film composers out there. He did 11 John, James Bond movies. And whilst I'm talking about film score for this movie, it is incredible. It goes so well with everything in this movie, from the overture at the beginning, to the uh, backing score of the spaceships, to the fight sequence, the robots, everything. It's so well done. It is um, one of the big highlights of this movie. And the film's got a really solid cast as well. You've got um, actor Maximilian Schell, who plays Dr. Hans Reinhardt. He's a bad guy in this film. Uh, you've got Psycho in this movie, Anthony Perkins, and he plays Dr. Alex Durant. Uh, Robert Foster, he's always good in these films. He, he's in another film I like called Alligator, so it's kicking around around this time. He plays Captain Dan Holland. You've got Joseph Bottoms, who plays Charlie, and Yvette Minou, who plays Dr. Kate McRae, and if you've ever seen The Time Machine, the classic Time Machine with Rod Taylor, she plays Wiener in that, so if you, if you recognise her from somewhere, that's where she's from. And you've got Ernest Borgnine in this, who plays Harry Booth, and the legendary Roddy McDowell, who plays the lovable robot Vincent, he does the voice, but he's actually his voice was actually uncredited for this, which is a little bit unfair. And Slim Pickens, who does the voice for Bob. So that's a pretty solid cast for this movie. So the building block for this movie is pretty solid. So you've got a really good composer attached to this. You've got a solid cast. You've got a decent budget. And then let's talk about the effects of this movie, which, again, it's, uh, it's the hero of this movie, I would say. Um, they used a blend of camera techniques and com computer-controlled control camera techs. And Disney initially wanted to use Star Wars uh, Industrial Light and Magic, but that was unavailable, so they decided to create their own. And this is called ACES, uh, Automated Camera Effects System. And this was pretty revolutionary for the time. So this enabled actors to have an unrestricted um, movement on matte paintings. So effectively, you could say this is the early days of actors now using green screens in the background, but I'm a big fan of this. I love those matte paintings. They've got a hell of a lot of conviction um, with them. And that's where you get some great shots in this movie where the actors walk along the screen and in the background you've got some beautiful matte paintings which work so well with this movie. And I think that's why this movie holds a hell of a lot of conviction with its special effects. And talking about visual effects, you had 550 visual effects in this movie. 
and talking about matte paintings as well, there was 150 matte paintings used for this movie. So these the effects artists were, you know, effectively the backbone to this movie. And they also made all, all the models as well. I think the uh, Cygnus ship, I think that was about 15, that was a 15 foot long model they used for this. And um, if you ever get a chance, check it out on Google. We've got all the pictures of um, how they created it all. It, it must have been an amazing time to be an effects artist back then in the 70s. And to create the actual effect of the black hole itself, they cleverly used a tank of water with some paint and they created a whirlpool and they did all sorts of magic with that to create that. And that's a, that's a great effect in this movie as well. So it's um, another highlight point of this film, obviously, being in the title. And um, the score for this, uh, the John Barry score, which I mentioned earlier, was one of the first digital soundtracks. And a little bit of trivia here before I go on to the review of this film. Uh, it's the last Disney movie to be created under the old studio. Uh, they created a lot of merchandise for this film, uh, looking at the success of Star Wars, but it didn't do very well. Uh, merchandise didn't sell very well at the time. But today, if you can get hold of some Black Hole merch, it's worth a whole ton of money. It's very rare, it's very collectible. And other actors um, for this movie, especially to play the, uh, the part of Dr. Reinhardt, was Peter Cushion, Christopher Lee, Herbert Lom, and Max von Zidow. And I could see any one of those actors do this, but I can't take anything away from Maximum Shell, who does a great job. And the trailer for this uh, film is one of the first trailers to actually show a spoiler, which we do complain about sometimes. A lot of people talk about that on social media. And uh, it's the bit where the trailer shows Anthony Perkins getting killed by the show stealing robot Maximilian, which is quite a horrific scene actually, I'll get to that later on. So there you go, it's a little bit of trivia for this film. So there you go guys, that's pretty much the building block of the Black Hole and that's how the Disney Studios eventually got there with this movie in 1979. So let's have a look at this film, let's do a little bite size review of this movie and let's talk about the Black Hole. So. After the incredible overture by John Barry, you get a shot of the USS Palomino, which is returning to Earth after a deep space mission with the crew of Captain Holland, uh, his first lieutenant Charlie, a scientist Dr. Kate, and a civilian leader Dr. Alex Duran. And not to forget their lovable robot, Vincent, which stands for Vital Information Necessary Centralized. So the Panamino discovers a black hole in space and nearby shows a missing ship called the USS Cygnus. And this is a ship that Dr. Kate's father served on so she's thinking that she's found her dad. Um, so the Panamino go to investigate but upon investigation they get caught between the black hole and the ship's gravity pull which um, causes damage to the ship. So they decide to dock and what they find is an abandoned ship and this is what I said earlier, this is where the film feels like a haunted house because it's an abandoned ship and you get some great shots here of the internal spaceship. And then they soon encounter the mysterious Dr. Reinhardt who is a brilliant scientist and he is aided by a faceless crew um, in black robes which he says are droids and a sinister looking robot called Maximilian. And he explains that after the ship encountered a meteor field, um, the ship got damaged and the rest of the crew returned to Earth. But then Kate's father decided to stay, but he has since died. 
The rest of the Palomino crew get suspicious about this and they come across an old robot called Bob who's uh, played by the voice of Slim Pickens and he tells them that these droids, these faceless droids are actually humans and they were part of a revolt against Dr. Reinhardt with Kate's father who mutinied and they wanted to return to Earth and it turns out that they got killed and they got turned into droids and Reinhardt has created his own empire on the ship of droids and those cool sentry robots with the guns that's pretty cool and he eventually wants to go into the black hole and now at this point he wants to take the Panamino with him with uh, Dr. Kate and this is where you get one of the horrific scenes in this film where you get uh, Dr. Duran he finds out about uh, Reinhardt's plans through Kate and he takes one of the faceplates off one of these droids and finds out that they're human and the killer robot Maximilian responds to this and this is where you get the blades and he goes up to him and he kills him and it's a pretty, pretty horrific scene for a Disney movie. So then Kate is taken to a hospital bay by the uh, Sentry Robots and at this point it's where the film turns from a spooky haunted house film to now an action movie so you get um, Captain Holland who goes and rescues Kate and you get a brilliant overture score here from um, John Barry, you get the rescue scene where he goes in and Kate's going to get turned into a robot and he manages to prevent that. And let's just very quickly talk about the weapons in this movie. So you've got the uh, double barreled sentry robot um, guns and you've got the sound effects here and I'll complete this because this is from the, um, this is a clip from the actual trailer so I can use this clip. So listen to this. <laughs> It's just so cool. Let's play it again now. Yeah, like I say, the, the actual sounds of this movie is, is amazing. I do love the um, the weapons in this film. So from here onwards, it is a it turns into a escape movie, and you get some really cool scenes here with um, Captain Holland and Kate and the robots uh, Vincent and Bob are fighting the. Sentry robots on a bridge across the uh, ship's deck and you get some uh, firefights seen here with those weapons which is pretty cool but meanwhile whilst all this happening uh, Ernest Bold 9's character's booth starts to worry and thinks that the situation is escalating and that the ship's going to go through the black hole and they're all going to get killed so he decides to completely sell out this time and he takes off in the ship by himself but as the ship takes off Dr. Reinhardt um, destroys the ship with some laser beams so the film has now gone what I said earlier from a old haunted house film to a rescue movie to an action film to now what I would say is an isolation film because now the crew can't get away at all and you, you're kind of fearing for them you're thinking how the hell are they going to get out of this situation and then to only make matters worse the Panamino ship crashes into the sickness and it takes away its force shield and now the meteors have got access to the ship and you get a really cool scene here of all the, the meteor shower coming into the sickness and one of the balls gets onto the ship and it's rolling through the deck of the ship and you get a great scene here where uh, Captain Holland and Kate and Charlie are running across the bridge and you've got a meteor that's rolling down this incredible sequence um, I'd even say it's one of the highlights of this movie for the special effects. But then the um, crew, or Captain Holland, does eventually have an end game here. He 
finds out that there's actually a probe ship that's used to explore the black hole. So they get to this ship, but beforehand they have one final confrontation with Maximilian and this confrontation causes Bob to die, so poor old Bob dies and um, Vincent damages Maximilian and Maximilian drifts out into the, through the broken parts of the ship into the black hole. And whilst all this is happening, Dr. Reinhardt is taken out by a large fuse screen which um, pins him down onto the deck of the ship. And then Captain Holland and the rest of the crew manage to get to the probe ship but only discover that controls are locked onto the black hole so in this vain attempt to try and get away they actually end up going into the black hole. And this is a really strange sequence where they go into the black hole and it's almost like a depiction of heaven and hell now in a funny sort of way because you somehow then get Reinhardt who's fused with Maximilian and it's like he's in a red environment it's almost like he has gone to hell that's how they leave it at that and then you get Captain Holland and his crew in the probe they manage to go through the black hole in a really strange sequence here and you see the probe ship flying towards a bright star which only manages in the planet and it's almost like they're saying that you know Reinhardt's gone to hell and they've eventually gone to heaven so I guess it's kind of opened it up to a se sequel possibly that they go to another place so but we never know but that's how the film ends so it's um, that's how the film wraps up and ultimately I guess the film is about between good and evil and that's kind of how they portray it right at the end of the movie but um, it's yeah it's a pretty it's a crazy film the black hole it's um, as I said earlier it's it's certainly not a Star Wars movie I'd say that it's uh, it's its own film um, it's got a few elements in there which you could probably relate to Star Wars maybe mainly the rescue sequence and the robots and that but um, it is for me it's a borderline horror movie I reckon you could probably ramp it up to an R-rated film and you've got yourself a pretty pretty shocking horror movie there which will make me go on to my next point uh, there's talks of a remake of this film whereas in actual fact I'd say it's already been remade um, there was a film that came out in the 90s called Event Horizon with Sam Neill and when you look at that film it is a remake of this um, it's got the same concepts it's a ship in the middle of the galaxy a crew aboards a ship and all hell breaks loose but for Event Horizon I would say that's more of a it's got the basic structure of this film but it's more of like a sort of Clive Barker's Hellraiser in space type of movie but it's an incredible film so it's kind of like the Black Hole, and I would actually have to say, if someone asked me, does does the Black Hole need a remake? I'd say, no, not really. I think if you want to watch it, go and watch the 1979 one, because it's got it all there. It's got the, the mood, the atmosphere. Um, can't really sell it enough, to be honest with you. It's, um, I mean, it got mixed reviews at the time, I'll give it that. A lot of people didn't know, um, weren't too sure about the film, and I probably, probably think that's what I was trying to get out of the beginning because it's got a Disney title to it a lot a lot of um, people were probably expecting like a sort of family type movie and then you've got the horror aspect so it's a film where it probably didn't know where it wanted to be but that's no criticism to the film because it's still a good movie so there you go guys that's um, that's my bite-sized review of The Black Hole if you haven't seen it go check it out I'm pretty sure you probably have or you have heard about it but um if you have seen it, um, I say this all the time, hopefully you're a fan like me and you've got like an appreciation for this film.
So there you go guys, um, hope you enjoyed the show, um, I will be back soon, I'm going to be doing one of my favourite comedy movies from the 80s, I think we need something a little bit light hearted right now, so I'm going to be having a look at Tom Hanks, The Burbs, I need to have a talk about that film there, there's so many fun elements in that film, so I will be back soon for that, and a little bit of admin, I am a proud member of the Legion podcast, so go check out all the other great shows there. And you can find my show on YouTube and iTunes and Stitcher and obviously Legion. So you want to go and check it out. Have a look on there. So that's it, guys. Um, Keep safe. Keep fun. Keep it bite-sized. And I'll see you guys soon. show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, the podcast by The Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. The Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.